ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Stunning Steve Barber. Joining me as always, my awesome co-host, Delicious Joylan Davis. Hey, everybody. He is the intellectual rock star. Go check him out on his other podcast where he's been talking a lot about Batman uh, nemesises. You know, like I never knew about the Mad Hatter, but now I do. That's his latest <laughs> episode. And for those of you on YouTube, as you can tell, we have uh, not one, not two, but three guests with us. They're joining us from the Finish Your Wrestling Podcast. You've heard us talk about this podcast. I've been enjoying it. And they are Mike uh, Bink and Infernal Disco. Grill Inferno. Grill Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the man has multiple names, and he has to let us know who he is this week. Personalities. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> need to get you different masks, you know, for each personality. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and if for those on YouTube could actually tell, but we'll go ahead and say these guys are from Buffalo, New York. And if you couldn't, if you didn't know that already, just look at the hats. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bills fans, you know, can't. Yeah. Um, you know what? Supporting the home team can't get mad at that. Um. And even though I'm living right outside Cincinnati right now, I'm not a Bengals fan because I did not grow up here. I'm actually part of the Raider Nation. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Believe so. it or not, the Raiders is actually my team. Like, Buffalo is my team. It's my hometown team. team. Okay. Right. The Raiders are my actual team. Hey, Ra- Raider Nation. There we go. Raider Nation. <laughs> when the Raiders lost to Tampa Bay, it hurt me, too. I was a, I'm a huge Jerry Rice <laughs> fan. Oh, oh yeah. man. Mm. That was just that was, yeah. And it just they went they went from being the second best team in the league that year to the second worst team the next year. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Yeah. Uh, and of course, as Waylon, you know, the Packers fan. Yep. You well, know, he's uh, hurt over Aaron Rodgers not being there. Actually, I'm not. It was time for him to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Most. Yeah. Packers he just. I mean, way. he wasn't. I mean, he was just. You could tell he didn't want to be there. So it's like. If you don't want to be right. there, just go on and get out of the way and let the new dude come in and do his work. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what if, if he only spends one year with the Jets and then he, he goes off to the Vikings? <laughs> he's, I mean, he's oh, walking like in Brett Favre's footsteps anyway. <laughs> uh, nuts. You know, so what we have already, we've actually talked about this beforehand, but uh, we this is a continuation of our series of why we are fans and uh, we have been actually talking about having these guys on here for a while. Now we've been, you know, now we're also in talks about doing their show. Uh, so uh, before we actually get started in that, uh, we, we want to go ahead and ask, you know, to give out like all your contact information as far as like social media and things like that, because as Ted the Hillbilly Hill has let everybody know, and um, you know, and it actually rings true. A lot of people actually don't make it to the end of podcasts, and so mm-hmm. they miss out on the contact info if we say it at the end. So go ahead. I know how to find you on Twitter, but you got to let the whole world know how to find you on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at FY Wrestling PC. All right. Cool. Yeah, because that's, um, that's actually how we ended up contacting us, because I think, I think you shared us or I shared you or something like that. And I was, and yeah, I was we, like, right. we, yeah we, we were like sharing each other's uh, tweets and stuff and retweeting each other. And mm-hmm. then... One thing led to another, and then um, what happened was it was the I believe it was the one uh, stat about um, all out, and then not all out but all in. And DWO made a comment. Shout out to Dad World Order. Um, they made a comment, and then um, you had then I said something about doing a collaboration, and then you guys liked what I said. And then I was like, all right, you know what? 
in due time, I'm going to get the ball rolling, and here we are. And we absolutely love that uh, because we are big supporters of the, the podcasting community, especially the wrestling yep. podcasting community. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it does feel like a big family. Everybody's kind of supporting each other, and this is how we grow it. I love it. Right. So, yeah. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, and now this is what I, I, you know, I always give podcasts a shout out. So I'll give you a shout out even though you're here. So you already know how much we love your show, you know, but you and, too, yeah, appreciate, uh, appreciate that. I listen to y'all every night. Thank you. <laughs> 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 I want to get fit. Them lessons. I was like, oh, okay. Changed <laughs> my mind a little bit. <laughs> oh, I mean, tell you what. I mean, I always, always refer to Dwayne as the walking wrestling encyclopedia. Yeah, you know? that's the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, be I mean, it's been my favorite thing since I was five years old. My grandmother got me into it, and I just kind of soak up everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, we've uh, talk about Ted the Hillbilly Hill and Wrestling with the Truth or Wrestling with the War with BC Hunter and Jay Meyer. You know, another good show. And Definitely. Uh, so, uh, so many other ones out there. The Dad World Order, you mentioned those guys. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. those guys are awesome. Um, actually met them in person and then they said, hey, nice. what's your Twitter handle? And then it turns out we were already following each other on Twitter. So you know what I mean? I say, like, hey, you know what? That works. But um, in the meantime, so how long have you actually, how long have you guys been friends, first of all? Because Wayne and I, we've, we have been friends, you know, for over 30 years now. Yeah. So, um, me and them a... been friends since I was like, probably like, what, like 13? I'm 35 uh, now. <laughs> yeah, like, um, it's, it's, so th- th- this is a very interesting answer, <laughs> interesting question, because uh, my fellow co-host Bink, me and him, we grew up together, and um, me and Inferno, uh, <laughs> Inferno's mom actually adopted me. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and this is my brother-in-law that I've been new for like 10 years. Yeah. Probably like twelve. Twelve. Yeah, about twelve. <laughs> yeah, mirror like eleven. So about, about twelve, thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So we all been I'll hanging be, out for like fifteen. Yeah, years, like, I would say probably. I've been I've been me and Bink have been hanging around for about twenty three years. Because it's twenty twenty three now, so about twenty three yeah. years. Oh wow! So I mean, you guys really are family. <laughs> yeah. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. And the thing, whole thing is, we lived around the corner from each other mm-hmm. our whole life, pretty much, and didn't even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, cool. I mean, you know, Dwell and I, we always tell each other we're twins. I mean, we look just alike. You know? Yeah. It's like <laughs> weird. Y'all do look alike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, how long have you all been wrestling fans? Longer than everybody's friend. (laughs) (laughs) Me, Attitude Era. I came the beginning, probably a little before the Attitude Era started. That's how long I've been watching wrestling. Yeah, me. So, religiously watching wrestling, probably around Attitude Era, but I first started watching it. Ultimate Warrior was there. I was the first person I remember seeing. Okay. He had the face paint. He was running. He was like a big guy. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. So <laughs> I remember on the weekend, I would watch it because that's the only time I would see it. And then Attitude Era is when I got into it. Yeah. Um, for me, 
me, it's been uh back in Roman wrestling. <laughs> Probably. I finished my wrestling before wrestling was even thought of. <laughs> I've I've been a fan for as long as I can remember because um my mother and my grandparents and my uncle, uh, they were very big into wrestling and my grandfather, he actually was friends with a good amount of wrestlers from like Bruno San Martino, uh, Chief J Strongbow. Um, okay. so he awesome. had um, P- P- Pedro Morales, um, Ivan Kola. Um, so he mm. knew a lot of wrestlers and was friends with them. And so, as long as I can remember, I just used to watch it. Like, oh, uh, believe it or not, we used to actually have two TVs in like the living room. One was for mm-hmm. WWF, and the other one was for NWA slash WCW. Mm-hmm. So that's okay. how far back. It goes with me. Oh, wow. Uh, Dwayne, did you ever do the TV setup? Uh, no. It was <laughs> uh, watch what you want to watch, and then once your stuff's done, get out, because my mom was like, okay, <laughs> you've had your time. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to watch my show. Go on. <laughs> uh, so, really, what was it about wrestling that you just – fell in love with and i know mike you and i you know we were actually discussing this some before we started recording you know but yeah. if you want to elaborate uh, and and make sure. an inferno same thing mm-hmm. uh it's the theater aspect because um mm. i've always been a fan of theater and being a writer myself i, I like to look at characters and the story and okay. with, with and with professional wrestling the story of it is as opposed to like uh, certain plays in television shows and movies where the majority of the dialogue and the story is being told through words. Um, they tell the story predominantly in wrestling through their bodies, like during the match, right? Okay. And so, to me, that's what that, that that's what gravitated towards me is you have all these different characters and they're telling a story, and they're able to bring in the fans from all four sides because that ring is a four-sided stage in theater terms is what it is. And so they're able to tell a compelling, captivating story with their bodies while bringing out and evoking emotion from, from the fans. Wow. I like that answer. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I, I wish mine was just as beautiful, but it's not. <laughs> 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 uh, I just like, like I said, Ultimate Warrior was the first person I seen the face paint. I never seen the diesel person like that in my life. So that was different. So I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And, (laughs) but what really got me, I'm not a, I wasn't a kid that like thought wrestling was real. That stopped for me like super early because (laughs) I used to see all the wrestlers just wrestling and fighting and that looked real. And then I seen the Undertaker doing lightning and stuff. And I'm like, oh, he about to get in the ring and hit someone with that. <laughs> then he got in and just started wrestling. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it's like, where did where all your powers go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you can just stop this dude. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, for me, uh, my cousin. I went to my cousin's house one weekend, and we were playing a game. So we are playing Madden football. So he's like, all right, cut the game off. I got to watch wrestling. I'm like, what? You got to watch wrestling? I'm like, all right. He was a big wrestling fan. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch it. So then I get on there, and 
The Rock is just talking crazy. Like, and then he gets, then they show like the highlights of him rock bottoming people. I was hooked after that. I'm like, okay, I like this. And then Nation of Domination started. So then I started watching it more through the Attitude Era over time. And I just fell in love with just the characters and the storytelling and just the wildness of the attitude era. I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be watching this, but yeah, my parents are watching it. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was cool. Feels, like, the Triple H, then I, that was my favorite wrestler of all time, Triple H. DX started. I was hooked after that. I'm like, yep, I'm locked me in. So I haven't missed Raw ever. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> missed wrestling a long, long time. It was a small stint, probably like a year and stuff when it got weird. Mm-hmm. But then. <laughs> That's when you found the Indies. Yeah. That's when I went to the Indies. Yeah. I found that stuff. And then I'm back. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I've had stints where, um, you know, because I, I, I did 20 years in the Air Force, so there was times when I was overseas and I wasn't able to watch it as much, mm-hmm. you know, and that was even before the Internet really um, exploded, you know. So uh, there's just times I, I was away from it, but then I finally came back, and, you know, but, of course, Dwayla never stopped, you know. No. So he's he's always been able to fill in the gaps for me. It's like, oh, yeah, you missed this, yeah. you missed this, and, you know. And I watch, I watch everything, like, I've been accused of being just just a WWE fan, and it's like no, right, like I watch yeah. Impact, Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan. Just if it's good, I'll watch it. I don't care who what the company is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I get I like Impact a lot of slack, but <laughs> yeah. I watch it's anything. Okay. Yeah. I've seen two invisible people wrestle, yeah. so I would watch one of the best man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen one of those too. Yeah, oh, jumped off the balcony in there. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the one I saw. It was uh, a independent company. It was uh, Game Changer Wrestling (GCW). Mm-hmm. They had they had to, they had two invisible wrestlers fighting each other. I mean, the ref was going through a whole he thing. Was, yeah. Like there was people in the ring and yeah. everything. It was that's it how was he got hilarious. the AEW off that match. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> off yeah. that one match. Uh, Dwayne, yeah. if you find a link to that, can you send it to me, please? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The crowd is even into it. Yeah. They be acting oh. like, they like yeah. slaps. They be like, they Whoa. move out the way, like they yeah. go in a crowd, so the crowd form like a circle. Yeah, the crowd, yeah, people. The crowd yeah. back. <laughs> it was entertaining. Crazy. Joey Janela fought them too before. Yeah, you fought the mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he sure did. Yep. Yeah, I got to see it. Yeah, you got to see it. You're not going to be disappointed. I've also seen Kenny Omega wrestle a blow up doll. Yeah, oh, that was Omega that did that. That was Omega. Omega did it, and then uh, Kota Ibushi did it. Did did it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Jim Cornette always rants about that whenever Mm -hmm. he because he can't stand Kenny Omega, so that's (laughs) what he always brings up. It's like that's Mm -hmm. the only thing he can find wrong with Kenny Omega is that he wrestled a blow up doll. It's like. Jim, I've seen some of the stuff that you've done in your career, so you can't be talking about anybody else. Wouldn't that be a compliment, though? You give people a compliment when you say he could even wrestle a broomstick. Exactly. Yeah. A exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And did the blow-up doll win? I don't remember. I believe so. We I believe the blow-up doll won. We gotta watch I think he beat Omega, but Ibushi beat the blow-up doll. Yeah. So now we're, um, we're gonna have to have a you know Dwayne, when, triple threat. When, yeah, I, I I got a topic for me and you. I just want to put this in your head right now, so that uh-huh. when you come on our platform, me and you, we, we can dive into this. Which is because you mentioned New Japan, 
I want I want me and you to talk about New Japan in the in all Japan, the whole giant Baba and Antonio and Noki feud. Yes. yes. Oh, that'll yes. be a good one. Because you know that oh, yeah. right there played because you know that right there was involved in politics and it played a lot as yeah. to Antonio Inoki defeating Bob Backlund for the WWF World yep. Heavyweight title that mm-hmm. is not recognized as a title rank for Antonio Inoki. So I just wanted to put that out there so that way, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. Oh, yeah. Tell you yeah, what, definitely. y'all do that, and I'll come on. I'll just sit back and just kind of watch. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll just do this. I'll just be learning. Like every time I listen to Joylin's podcast, I'm always learning, you know, about a lot of a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. um, that's actually why I have, have all the cues right here because I always say I'm trying to out nerd Joylin, and I can't do it. <laughs> so, so, uh, if this says anything, you know, there's a, a picture of me and Joylin together when we were officers in the chess club back when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, so our nerd nerd. Fandom, I guess. Go, back. If you look me up on Facebook, it's my profile picture right now. Yep. <laughs> and, and I, I, had, I had the high top fade and everything. It was. And and I yeah. had a I, I had a pretty sweet mullet, you know. So <laughs> I mean, even right now, I got the skull going on. So because yeah, you can tell, I mean, it's it's left. You know, nice. <laughs> you know, so um. Yeah, when I say Joylin's a wrestling encyclopedia, you know, that right there, yeah. He can talk about that all day long with, with yeah. and Noki, New Japan versus All Japan. And um, and so, uh, Beak, you mentioned Triple H being your favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inferno, who is your favorite? Shawn Michaels. All day. Same here. Hey. He's, he's my favorite of all time. All the yeah. time, yeah. All right, so, we, you know, we got DX over here on one side. How about you, Mike? <laughs> I got two favorite wrestlers, Triple H and Roman Reigns. Nah, there you go. Uh, big, so, all right. Wait a uh, there I we go. The, I got that shirt. Yep. I've got that shirt, and I've got the one my wife bought me, one that, the one that says, Acknowledge Your Daddy. Oh, I, I need that, that one. Too. I need that one. <laughs> I need that one. <laughs> The thing is, though, I wasn't someone that just hopped on the Roman bandwagon when he yeah. turned heel. Like my two co-hosts yeah, could tell you, like the bad like, Roman. Like yeah, it. like when yeah. Roman, yeah, yeah. like when Roman was getting bold, yeah. I was the one that kept telling everybody, oh, yeah. like, "Yo, he's the star. He, he he's the man." Yeah, it's like from the time he showed up in the Shield, you you already knew the first time you saw him. It's like mm-hmm. that that's a star right mm-hmm. there. Right. And right. if it, you know, it just took him longer to get there because Vince was just hell bent on having him be mm-hmm. the next John Cena. And it's like once Vince got out of the way and just let him do what he was capable of doing. I mean, who else can cut a promo walking away from the ring when he was cutting that promo on Logan Paul talking about uh, nobody could touch his button. Mm-hmm. And he said, no man can knock me out. I mean, he's just cutting a little short promo, 30 yeah. seconds no all the way out. Anything. Yeah, no mic or nothing. It was the best promo on the whole show. He be, he cut promos while he's wrestling. It'd be mm-hmm. hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's talking trash to the crowd and everything. Like when he wrestled Sami Zayn at the oh, yeah. Chamber and he had the belts and he's looking at Sami's wife and he's just looking all yeah. smug, flipping the belts at her. And it's like, this is the Roman we could have had a long time ago if Vince had to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Dwayne, are you sure that he wasn't always there? And what I mean is this, right? Um, 
a lot of times with wrestling, people expect the faces to get cheered and the heels to get booed, right? Mm-hmm. So we live in an era where, due to social media, we know kayfabe exists. Like, we know kayfabe right. is what it is, right? So mm-hmm. is it that he was always there at that level when, when Vince pushed him? It's just that he got the same. It's just that he got the same reactions that Cena got because Vince was pushing him as a clear cut carbon copy of Cena. So he was still the man. Because if you don't get, I'm I'm pretty sure you notice as much as much much as much as I do, which is if you don't get the reaction, they kind of that means the fans really aren't too interested. So whether they're yeah. booing you or cheering you. You're getting their reaction. Yeah, and that's yeah. what matters is you getting the reaction and you being able to sell out arenas, which mm-hmm. Roman was oh, yeah. doing that is just that they were booing him because they saw what Vince was trying to make him, which is the yeah. John Cena 2.0 when in all actuality, mm-hmm. you have someone who doesn't need to be that. You just have to push him a certain – you just have to tweak his character a certain way, which is what we have now. Oh, mm-hmm. I agree. I think what it took was when Roman came back, after, you know, he took that time off during COVID and all that stuff, he came back, but he told, he told Vince that the only way he would come back is if he, that he, he's like, I'm going to be healed. He's like, I've done the baby face thing. It's not working. I know this can work. Right. And so he's pretty much just boxed Vince in because it's like, here's your, here's the new face of the company telling you, this is the only re- the way I'm coming back. Because mm-hmm. and I agree with you. I think that Roman was always there. It's just between the awful scripts he was given to recite, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, and then he got put in that same mold as John Cena, and the fans just love to boo John Cena whether he deserved it or not. And so th- that heat, when John Cena scaled back, and Roman basically took his place, he took John Cena's heat too. So right. he was get, he got a lot of that heat by default. None of that was his fault. But this, if they'd have just took the handcuffs off and just let him be, this is I feel like this is one of those where this is a lot of his personality just cranked all the way up. Right, right. No, I agree with you. Like, do, okay, do you remember when? The Shield very first split up how the fans were like cheering for Roman because he was the guy that wasn't saying too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. That Roman right there, they should have Vince Vince had something with that Roman because there was mm-hmm. the one promo that uh he cut, which was he came out on Raw and it was leading up to the fatal four-way match for the world heavyweight title at Battleground. It was leading up to it. And mm-hmm. the when Roman stood in the ring, the fans were chanting, Cena sucks. And Roman's exact words was he was like, "You're right. When I'm in the house, Cena sucks." And the fans yeah. popped for him. <laughs> oh yeah. It wasn't until it wasn't until Roman came back from that hernia surgery that he had mm-hmm. that Vince started making him John Cena 2.0, and that's when fans yeah. was like, "All right, you know what? We can't get behind this because a character like Roman is not meant to be in the same category as a Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. yeah, or John right. Cena." Like yeah. he's not meant to be the guy to get beat down and then catches the second win and does that. No, he's supposed to be the Samoan bulldozer, right? He's exactly. supposed to be the yeah. guy who he's not supposed to say as a face. He's not supposed to say much. He's supposed to say enough, like, "Hey, I'm gonna come down to the ring. 
Superman punch you, spear you. That's mm-hmm. that. Yep. And they had something there with them. It's just that Vince for, and, and, and I believe the reason why creative was so bad with Vince, especially with Roman, in for a good amount of time, just overall, is because lack of competition. So I believe oh, yeah. that a lot of yeah. people, because once, because once Vince didn't have, like, it took for Vince's competition to go out of business for him to start having Raw and SmackDown compete. And then mm-hmm. after a while, he just became stagnant because there's nothing else. Mm-hmm. There's nothing left. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, I mean, he was ruling the world and it was like, well, I know everybody's going to watch Raw regardless of how bad right. it is because there's nothing else to watch. Exactly. But then the independents got hot and then, you know, yeah. Impact got better and AEW came along and now it's like, he's got to step it up a little bit because mm-hmm. not only is there alternatives for people to watch, there's alternatives for people to go and work. His was, okay. he was the only game in town for the longest too. So mm-hmm. people had to put up with whatever crap that he told them to do because it's like, at least here I'm getting a paycheck, you know, mm-hmm. a decent one. Another yeah. time they messed up with Roman though, was the night after the, the night after he beat the undertaker at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And when he came out and had all that heat and the crowd wouldn't even let him say anything. And he just, he finally said, it's my yard now and dropped the mic and walked away. It's like, you had it. That was mm-hmm. it right there. And instead you're like the next week, they're just like, Oh, well, well, John Cena 2.0 again. It's like you, you had it right there in your hand. And that's when he was throwing off that suffering succotash. Oh, that was bad. And then Cena, when he destroyed him on the mic, proved that Roman wasn't there yet. Yep. Yeah. And I think Vince backed himself into a corner because he probably didn't. When is the last time a heel had merchandise and sell like Roman? Exactly. Has it been the last? So he, the last person that did was Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and he knew his cash cow and John Cena was about to be gone. So I have oh, to yeah. push somebody in this place to produce the same sales. Yep. So he not thinking he could do it as a hill. So we keep pushing his baby face to try yeah. to do the same so, thing. Okay, not I knowing think... we turn him hill and produce that too. Exactly. And it, and it worked. I mean, anything, yeah. I mean, anything now that Roman can say literally anything and the next week it's on a shirt and it's selling out. And the fans so... are actually going to chant it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Then they'll get to booing him again because he's a heel. You know, mm-hmm. but they'll they'll say acknowledge me, you know, and then oh okay, yeah, and then they go okay, time to boo boo yeah right, you know. But I think however, yeah, I um go ahead, go ahead Mike. Oh, well, uh, oh no, no, go go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, well, well, I was gonna say Vince. I think he still has that old school adage of heels mm-hmm. don't sell merchandise. You don't even make mm-hmm. merchandise for heels, and then that's kind of wrong because like you said, that's a cash cow that you're just completely. Missing and here's out. the thing: mm-hmm. he should know better because the NWO proved that. Mm-hmm. You right. know, in 96, as soon as that shirt mm-hmm. came out, that was the hottest selling thing in wrestling. And they were, you know, nuclear heat heels. Mm-hmm. And so he should, go... as a businessman, he should know heels right. can move merch. You sell what they right. buy. You exactly. sell what the people want to buy. Like yep. even, <laughs> even when he had D-Generation X, their merchandise was selling when they were heels. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, at, at one point in time, you can make the argument Oh, which one was the more, which 
faction had more merchandise being moved, either in WO mm-hmm. or DS. Yeah. However, if you look through that, if you look throughout the history um of Titan Towers in NWA slash WCW, right? It's always been the thing where uh Hill champions in in the big promotion up northeast, as they used to say, right? Uh Hill champions for the most part were looked at as transitional champions until superstar Billy Graham became champion. Yep. Yep. Like yep. I've been like uh, the nature boy Buddy Rogers, he was a transitional mm-hmm. champion. Bruno yeah. took the belt from him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ivan took the belt off Bruno. Ivan was a transitional champion until Pedro yep. took the belt off him. Then yep. you had Stan Stasek who took the belt off Pedro when yep. even Stan was a transitional champion. Mm-hmm. Then Bruno got the belt back. Then uh, Superstar Billy Graham beat Bruno. And that was the yep. first time you really seen a hill be that. So it's always been that stigma of, well, up north you have to have the face be the predominant champion. Yeah. To have that lengthy run as opposed to down south, where you know, uh, predominantly it was mostly hills. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's yeah. like yeah. when when Steve Austin became Stone Cold when he had that promo at King of the Ring, and the next night you saw all the Austin mm-hmm. three sixteen shirts. Um, right. You know, they, you saw signs, homemade shirts, and there, and then they started producing them in the next the next couple of weeks. You saw it was a flood of Austin 316 shirts, and he was yeah. probably the top heel in the company mm-hmm. at that time because he didn't he didn't turn until mm-hmm. WrestleMania 13. You know, right. he didn't turn face until WrestleMania 13. So he was a heel for all of 90 for pretty much from King of the Ring all the way through the rest of 96 and, you know, through 97, you know, until WrestleMania. So, mm-hmm. again, it was a top heel moving a lot of merchandise. Nobody's moved as much merchandise as that Austin 316 shirt. Yeah, which is amazing considering, you know, I still see people walking around in NWO shirts even today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, may have, I may have even had one about, you know, about 150 pounds ago that I was able to actually. I still have one. It's, <laughs> I have one of the uh, the Wolfpack shirts. Yeah. yeah. I feel hills should be champions longer than faces because. Mm-hmm. Uh, the champion should be like the boss fight. The boss is always an evil person that you got to overcome. Yep. Yeah. So I feel like Hill should have way longer reigns than face. Oh, yeah. It's like playing a video game. It's like there's always a final boss. Yes. And like right now, Roman Reigns is the final boss. The final boss. That's, <laughs> yes, I like it like that. Let him be championed and let that face take it off of him. And then you slowly build another villain, Gunther. Yep. Take it off. Yeah. Of there you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's what I'll say. Roman's Hill run, it's gonna make him be that much more of a bigger face because if you look back, right, um every huge face that will be considered the GOATs of Titan Towers, right? They all had significantly uh hill runs before they became oh, yeah. the faces that they were. Like Hogan, for example, right before yep. Hulkamania started running wild, he was a hill. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. And like, and Hulkamania technically didn't even start running wild at first in WWF. It was actually, you know, him in New Japan and AWA. That's mm-hmm. when it really started running wild, which is one of the worst decisions uh, Vern Gagne made when Hogan was in AWA. I, I, uh, trust yep. me, I'll get back to that. <laughs> but you know, yeah, yeah. Hogan had that. 
heel run. Then he became face, which made it that much more great. Stone mm-hmm. Cold, he was a monster yeah. heel. Like yeah. he became he became the face. The Rock had a Rock. enormous heel run. He became oh, yeah. a face. And and if The Rock hadn't have gone heel, he would not be what he is now because you know they brought him in as that white meat baby face, and he was getting die Rocky die. So he's like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna use this and mm-hmm. feed my heel mm-hmm. persona. And then it was off to the races after that. It was like, you know, it got to the point where there was no way you could boo him. Mm-hmm. He was just too entertaining to boo. But like mm-hmm. you were saying about Vern Ganya, Vern's problem was Vern was trying to count somebody else's money. He wanted part of Hogan's yep. New Japan. Hogan and uh, Stan Hansen. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, both of them, of course, Stan Hansen told him where he could go. And Hogan mm-hmm. did the same thing. And it's like, you can't. I don't care that you're a promoter of this company. You didn't. You didn't you're, promote that. You're not going to take half of my earnings from a different promotion. From somewhere, yeah, yeah so from I'm a still, different promotion that you didn't even help me get those bookings. Yeah, right. He was I trying to do that the same on my thing. own. He was he trying was to do the same thing, thing with Flair. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, Rain Rick Flair. Yeah. And yeah. when you look at Vern Gagne, in a lot of ways, and I and I've actually said this to my uh, partners, I've said with Vern Gagne. You can sit here and you can say he was ahead of his time and behind the times as well because Vern had such yep. an influx of talent, right? Vern actually had some of the best talent at the time, that, but he just was still stuck in the old school ways of doing things, and he was ignoring the man that was getting ready to take over Titan Towers. Like, he, he was ignoring mm-hmm. – like, all the signs yep. was there for Vern to change with the times. He chose yep. not to. Yep. He put his faith into Nick Bockwinkle, right? And I understand why. Like, Nick Bockwinkle was one of the last remaining soldiers that Byrne had. Like, he was loyal well, to yeah, he was. Yeah, he was one of the few people that Byrne could trust. Mm-hmm. Right. And he could tr- and Byrne could trust Nick Bockwinkle, but at the same time, I don't think anybody really looked at the fact that Nick Bockwinkle was way past his prime. Yes. And I mean, Nick Bockwinkle was a tremendous champion, but yeah. By the time he had, especially that last reign he had, he was right. way past his prime. And the fans in the AWA were chanting, like, they, they you could see that they wanted Hogan to become the AWA world champion. Mm-hmm. And Vern, you know, the little ticky-tack finishes that Vern was doing, you know, yep. that that was it. That was that fans. Like, the way how Vern did it was in such a manner that it insulted the fans. That way, and it was so crazy is when you think about how Vern did Hogan, he kind of allowed Vince to do what Vince did because Vern, mm-hmm. Vince looked at it as if you don't want this guy that I can get behind and push, who the fans clearly love, I'll take him and I'll make him the star that you won't make him be. Exactly. Vern cracked that door by letting Hogan slip through his fingers and then the floodgate just opened and everybody else mm-hmm. started leaving. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else left and they're like, look what, you know, look what Hogan's doing in WWF. I'm going to head over there. So everybody, when, mm-hmm. you know, contracts were up or whatever, everybody signing with Vince because yeah. Vern didn't want right. to, Vern didn't want to compete because Vern thought that his way was the best way. Kind of like Vince is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how, that's how Vern was. And it's like both of them had, you know, this antiquated view of wrestling. And it's like that that worked for a time, but it's gone now. You've got mm-hmm. to yeah. you've got to move on with the times or 
you're going to end up like burn and get passed by and mm -hmm. your company shuts down. Hey, I mean, you could say the same thing about Jim Crockett and, and Bill Watts. You can say the same thing yep. about Jim Crockett and Bill Watts. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you look at it, right, Um, when, when it comes to like, here's the crazy part. I don't think, I don't think a lot of people understand like burn actually like Minnesota is the original place of flare, of flare country. That's mm -hmm. the original yep. flare country. Yep. Burn had that. So when you look mm -hmm. back at it, you're like, People think Charlotte, North Carolina is flare country. It is, but it's not the original flare country. That's the state of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Burn has so Burn has such a plethora of talent that when you sit back and you look at it, you're like, if only he would have humbled himself and got mm -hmm. out of that old mindset and stopped being stuck in his ways, Burn actually could have competed. Mm -hmm. yep. um, what's funny is if you look at uh, look in the archives of Armchair Booking. On the 23rd of December, 2021, I don't know if you can see the title right there, Vern Gagne. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually did an episode just on that, mm -hmm. uh, the legend who was both ahead of his time and behind the times. Mm -hmm. you know, so, <laughs> and this is why we all get along so well. <laughs> um, yep, so... Um, yeah, we, we're definitely all on the same page over here because mm -hmm. Vern Gagne, like you said, I mean, if yeah, because we've actually talked about this, you know, like the demise of WCW and how part of that wasn't WWF at the time, you know, with the Attitude Era beating them, it was WCW beating themselves. Yeah. Well, Vern Gagne, it was the same thing. He made some yeah. bad, bad decisions. Well, and, Jim Crockett was the same thing. He had yep. probably the best talent roster in, yes. in pro wrestling at that time. But he made very poor money money decisions. Say, yeah, he made bad financial decisions. He's like, hey, yeah. let's not just get one jet, let's get two jets. <laughs> exactly. So he had to sell for a lot less than what he had in it in it's order Turner. to just get out from under it. Yep. Yeah, it's he Turner. had to sell it to Turner. Yeah. But he had Rick Flair's even said, he's like, We've had we had this talent pool over here that was second to none. But Vince was the better businessman and knew what mm -hmm. moves to make and when to make them. And that was the difference between Vince and Jim Crockett. Jim Crockett, you know, he was spending money as fat, actually faster than he was making it. So, yeah, move the headquarters to somewhere out in like Texas or Oklahoma for no reason. Yeah. Well, and WCW was the same. I mean, yeah. he Ted Ted Turner messed up and gave Eric Bischoff his checkbook and ATM Eric. He was just, you know, you know, signing checks, and then they ended up losing eighty million dollars in a year. Now, here's the crazy part: Are you familiar with the turnaround that Bischoff did for them? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he they turned, did, he, he, did, make he a did turn them around. Yeah, yeah, he did now, turn a profit like from where they were, especially when it became WCW in like late '92, '93, when it they really started to focus on WCW. Yeah, Eric Bischoff really did turn that around, mm -hmm. but then it got to the point to where he was more hell-bent on beating WWE, WWE than he was right. putting on a quality wrestling show every week. And he was just, anybody that left WWE, he was signing them right. to fat contracts mm -hmm. and then Turner started putting reins on the checkbook. And then well, it's like... Adam well, when you think back on it... <laughs> When you think back, when you think back to World Championship Wrestling, right? Um, Bischoff, here's the thing: Bischoff became, 
I, I believe Bischoff became overconfident. And what I mean is mm-hmm. um, Paul Heyman admitted that Bischoff was putting a hurting on WWE so bad that WWE couldn't afford water coolers, like Paul Heyman admitted. Mm-hmm. And Bischoff, I believe that the NWO angle, I believe Bischoff thought, hey, the fans are behind this. We're putting a hurting on them. I'm just going to keep it going. And that, along with the Time Warner AOL merger, those two mm-hmm. things, yep. and Vince Russo as well, because like Bischoff said, mm-hmm. uh, the Time Warner AOL merger, it kicked Turner out of power. So yeah. Bischoff didn't have the money man anymore that nope. was going to be backing him. So once that, so once it, so once it kicked Turner out of power, they told WCW, like, hey, we don't care how many ratings you bring in. We're getting rid of you on this date, and you have to do – and they had standards and practices, which means you have to do this, that, and the third under these guidelines or else we won't allow your programming to air. Mm-hmm. So does Bischoff and Russo deserve some credit? Yes, but at the same time, it's kind of hard to put on – it's kind of hard to compete with a man like Vince who's throwing everything he can when you have change that's restraining you. Yeah, and it's like you had – you went from Ted Turner, who had a history in the wrestling business, right. to, you know, you had Suits, who had no idea about the wrestling business, being like, mm-hmm. well, we don't we don't understand wrestling, so we're just going to get rid of right. it. But the WCW thing was, oh, that was, uh, that blame can be laid at multiple people. You got Hogan, you got Hall and Nash to an extent, because they made sure they got paid more than anybody else, which honestly, I don't blame them for that. If the lawyers were stupid enough to let them put that <laughs> clause in their contract yeah. that said, anybody that comes in, if they're making more than us, you have to bump us up to that level. Even if it's for one right. night. Right. Even because if it's if only for one, mistaken, one appearance. Yeah. Wasn't it, because if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it Hogan Hall, then Nash, they, they were like the three highest paid. Because yes, Hogan yes. was getting uh percentages from the actual gates, like the live gates. Mm-hmm. He was yep. getting percentages. Yeah. And then and, and I still think if they'd have just left the NWO with those three, that they could have they could have rode that out for a long time, but they added yeah. too many it got mm-hmm. to the point where a third of the roster was NWO and mm-hmm. it's like yeah. right. it's like it's it got boring after a while because it's like yeah, yeah. I think I might have been in the group. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. At this point, it's like I think all of us were probably in there at some point. I had, I had a shirt, you know. So yeah. video game all that joint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was milking NWO. And then you had Vince Russo come in, and you know because they thought he was going to be the savior, but they didn't stop and realize that Vince McMahon was his filter. Right. So a lot of his more ridiculous ideas, Vince was like. No, we're not doing that. Let's tweak this a little bit. And and WCW was just like, okay, you're mm-hmm. supposed to be this genius. You go ahead and do whatever. And it's like all he really did was made himself champion and mm. book himself to be the top heel in the company. Yeah, and fight Jay Leno. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, and well, the Jay Leno that- and well, well, the Jay Leno, <laughs> Carl Malone, and Dennis Rodman, that was Bischoff, but it did help. Like it did help bring up ratings, though. It helped. Well, not, it, 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 it helped for a little bit, but my thing is, it's like I'm. I've never been a huge fan of celebrities in wrestling. 
every now and then. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, Bad Bunny was an exception because you could tell he put in the work. Mm -hmm. As much as I hate to admit it, Logan Paul is an exception because you can tell he put in the work. But you had a lot of these people come in, like, and their main event and pay-per-views and getting, you know, all this money. You got all these other guys over here that have been working 300 days a year just for like mm-hmm. Jay Leno and Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman to walk in and get top billing. Master and P. they're only going to sh- <laughs> Master P. It's like, <laughs> why? And, and I don't even know why they thought bringing Master P and his group in was going to be a good idea anyway. They even brought in a fake person, Robocop. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, like how much he getting paid. Yeah. And the thing is with Robocop, yeah. it's like Yo. he didn't do anything. All he did was rip that cage door off <laughs> that the horseman had Sting locked in and then took took twenty years to walk backstage. It's like that's all he did. Well they had yeah. they had they had Chucky out there too. Oh, oh, yeah. parents arguing with uh Gene Okerlund. Well, uh, they all, man. you know, they tr- they brought out, they dug up Kiss, who, mm-hmm. you know, oh, oh yeah, with the demon, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it was so bad. Like, Kiss was mad because their performance did not, you know, the fans crapped all over their performance. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the performance is bad, and I'm a Kiss fan, but the performance is but was bad, and that crowd at that time. A lot of them were not old enough to even know who Kiss was. Even know them, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know why Eric Bischoff thought that was going to be what is going to boost our ratings. Let's bring out Kiss, who have been on 15 different retirement tours. Right. And then, so we're going to have the Kiss Demon be a wrestler. Then Kiss pulls their involvement with it, so they can't even call him the Kiss Demon. So then he was just the Demon. So (laughs) they just hung that poor dude out to drive. They had yeah. Megadeth on there too. Yeah. But that was actually one of their weakest albums. You know, mm-hmm. the now the song Crushing, they still play that in arena sometimes because that's definitely yeah. made for arena. They have the same thing. They're taking all money they, from all these celebrities and it just. Oh, yeah. They money. knew, and they knew it was circling the drain. They were just trying to do everything they could, thinking that, oh, well, this will bring fans back or this will bring fans back. And it's like, well, if you hadn't had uh, Tony Schiavone make that crack about Mick Foley and 600,000 people change the channel. I was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when I heard how he wrestled his cactus Jack here, I'm like, Oh, Mick Foley. Oh, hold on. Yep. Let me switch over there. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you just literally handed the W to, <laughs> to the other company because you thought people were going to be like, Oh, I don't want to watch this. I mean, and that was who doesn't like Mick Foley? Uh, and that was the same Who doesn't like and respect Mick Foley? Yeah, mm-hmm. you got Mick Foley winning a world title over here, or you got the finger poke of doom over here. Yeah, uh, yeah, all on the same night. That that was just yeah, right. Yeah, that was really a good turning point right there. <laughs> literally. Um, well, so, I mean, I didn't have to. Ch- I didn't have to change the channel because I had two TVs. Oh right. yeah, <laughs> see, I should have had that. You know, um, should have had two TVs on there. You know, but get stuck on some stuff if you ain't got cable. Like when, the, when I was younger, yeah, and the draft right. happened, those wrestlers yeah. was gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as far as like wrestling experiences, uh, I'm going to assume that none of y'all have actually trained to be a wrestler. 
No, I know people that have. Uh, if you count in my backyard, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've wrestled in the backyard a few times. <laughs> yeah, and if Matt and Jeff I'm... Omega wrestling count, mine count. <laughs> um, I mean, my uncle took me uh, to a wrestling school of a buddy of his when I was younger. So, like, I got in the ring before, but I never actually like trained like religiously. But mm-hmm. I've been in the ring to just get a feel of it. Okay. Right. Um. But as far as like going to live events and meeting wrestlers, um, you know, mm-hmm. how how many live events do you think you've been to, you know, um, and then as far as like meeting wrestlers, because one of the things about doing this podcast, because, you know, the DWO, they've had a lot of the Northern Wrestling Federation on their show. We've actually had a lot of them on our mm-hmm. show as well, including mm-hmm. here lately. We just had Wildcat Chris Harris on for the second time. That was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, he just interviewed America's Conrad most Thompson. wanted. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. He just interviewed with Conrad Thompson the other day. Oh, cool. Okay. Yep. So, uh, but you got to be one of their Patreon members, which I had not to see it. So, um, you know, but either way, you know, so I've, I've been to, uh, quite a few of the NWF events. You know, of course, also been to WWE. I actually caught part of a wrestling thing when I was stationed three. I saw the barbarian, you know, saw how big he is in person. Um, mm-hmm. and meeting wrestlers. I mean, of course, now we've met, you know, I've met quite a few of them as well. Uh, Dwaylon actually knows a couple. Uh, there, he actually knew them outside the ring before he knew they were wrestlers. He's mm-hmm. talking about, you know, Devin, um, yep. and yep. Matt, Matt Mims, who apparently is in, he's wrestling in North Carolina right now. But oh, is he? Yep. Um, that's right, because they had the Cro- they had the Crockett Cup this past you know this past week, I think. So yeah. Um, and and then of course I did meet the Road Warriors, kind of sort of in Japan once upon a time, and Road Warrior Hawk wanted to, wanted to beat me up, but. That's a story for another oh, at the, at the yeah. airport? Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, it counts. Hey, it counts. It does count. It, it counts. If you glance at me, I'm at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, of course, my dad told me later on, you see Roll Warrior Hawk smoking a cigarette next time, let him smoke. Don't say anything to him. You know, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, as far as, like, that, how many live events have you been to? How many wrestlers have you had the opportunity to meet? Mm. So live events. So my first event was ECW when I was younger, and then I never went to nothing until my friend came to get me and took me to SmackDown. I think it was uh, what I think it was the tournament for Intercontinental Title that night. That's when Big Show kicked the football into the crowd. That okay, yeah, live event. <laughs> that was my first live event, and then every time I come here. I try to go since I probably miss two cents. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, since the attitude era, I've been going. So, all every WWE event I've been to, except one, which was the steel cage match with Benoit. I, every every time I went, I want to go to a cage match. I want to see a cage match. One raw I missed, it was a cage match. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to AEW when it came. We did our first indie promotion together yeah, like two that. months ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was oh, that was that great. Was, so we met a lot of wrestlers. There's Speed, Mike Bar Bailey. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Other Frank Feather. Shout out to him. Tony <laughs> like, Sega, one of yeah. the best entrance musics. <laughs> yeah, like so. We definitely going to more independence. Uh, I think that's it for me. But um, oh, yeah. NXT, NXT. Oh that yeah, we amazing. met a lot of people mm-hmm. at the NXT live oh, event. Nice. We met a priest. We met uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. Swerve. Swerve. Yep. yep. And um, well, the oh. short dude who won the tournament, the break, the for the first title match. 
Oh, oh I dang, I can't even forget his name. name. <laughs> I can't remember his name. He changed his name in WWE and then he got fired. The tournament Cameron Grimes should have won. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of it. Come on, ACH? ACH, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. We met him too. Plus, I used to work at the arena here. So after events, the wrestlers would go in the back where the fans can't really go, but where they go out to be safe if they want to stay away and we could stay in there. I met Daniel Bryan back when he was in the game show part of NXT. Oh, okay. Right back was still stuff. So I met them. Okay. Kofi, but I ain't really get to say too much to him. Matt Stryker. He actually real cool. He stayed mm-hmm. until every single person there got a signature. Okay. Oh, cool. nice. So yeah, I met quite a few people. A um, bunch of ECW people like mm-hmm. Balls Mahoney and uh, Axel Rotten and all of them. I met all of them. Uh, how about you, Mike? Uh, been to a a lot of shows. Um, talking about when. Back from when it was like the World Wrestling Federation and mm-hmm. World Championship Wrestling, like um, he was at the coming from then. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was in the Coliseum <laughs> watching wrestling. Um, but not nah, um all the way from then, ECW, um, Ring of Honor, all like I've been to mm-hmm. a lot of uh, events. Um, like uh, actually, fun fact here, uh. One of the places I grew up at, because um, I was born here in Buffalo, but like I lived in Florida for ten years. Okay. Um, the city that I lived at, um, WCW Monday Nitro used to come there for spring break, which was Panama City, Florida. Oh, that's mm-hmm. remember yeah. Club La Vila, Club La Vila. Yep. Yep. Remember they used to have the swimming pools around on Nitro. That yep. was literally not that far from my house. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like it, it, when I was younger. I met uh, a lot of wrestlers because, like, my uncle, him and my grandfather would bring me around to different, like, arenas and venues. So I would just meet different wrestlers, and they would give me autographs and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So you could have met Roman Reigns um, <laughs> back when he was a kid, him and, you know, the Usos. I mean, they grew up <laughs> yeah. right down the road. Down Pen- down yeah, yeah. Because Pensacola's not that far from Panama City, Florida. Yeah. Oh, that's the panhandle. The Gulf of Mexico, so it's all oh, yeah. Panama City, Tallahassee, Pensacola. It's all right there. Yeah, because I went to tech school in Pensacola. Um, okay. Yep, at a little bitty Navy base called Corey Station, and I say okay. little okay. base. That's a tiny, tiny little base. <laughs> I was Air Force, but I was at a Navy base for school. Uh, go <laughs> figure. Um, yeah, so yeah, you could have met them way back. There's a lot of wrestlers who yeah. still live out in Pensacola. So, mm-hmm. um, and um, my uncles actually, they used to go to Venice Beach, California back in the day. And you know, mm-hmm. during the territorial days, you know, that was kind of like the safe haven where, you know, not, there wasn't none of that. Well, I'm from this promotion. You're from that. That was yeah. like the safe haven. And yeah. so I've actually, they've actually took me to Venice Beach before. Oh, wow. Cool. Nice. Oh. Uh, but as far as big events, Dwaylon still got the the best one, you know, because he went to SummerSlam last year. I just want to throw that yeah. out there. Oh, yeah. lucky! Yeah, that that was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> got to see the last man standing. Aw- oh. Yep, got to see the last man standing match. Saw Brock raise the ring up, the tractor, <laughs> all that. It was it was crazy. It was that was a great experience though. Yeah, I bet. I've even got one of the commemorative shirts. Um, 
I wasn't going to buy anything. And my wife's like, you better buy your shirt. You know, <laughs> this is, you know, this is an important thing. So you better buy your yeah. shirt. So I bought the one that says uh, Nashville 316 mm-hmm. on the front. And it's mm-hmm. got the Stone Cold Skull on the back. Nice. Is your wife into wrestling or is she into you being into wrestling? <laughs> into me into me being into wrestling. She's not she's not really a wrestling fan. I she just likes looking at some of the guys like if Roman Reigns or the Usos mm-hmm. come out, she'll stop what she's doing and they're like, mm-hmm. okay. And then the yeah. match starts and she's like, All right, I'm done. <laughs> but she she loves the fact that I'm such a big fan. She went with me to SummerSlam last year. Okay, so. nice. Nice. Say, yeah, my wife says she's not a fan, but when we went up to Columbus a couple years ago, I bet it was the night that uh, Braun Strowman and Big Show booked the ring. You know, oh, um, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she okay. claims she's not a fan, but she bought a list of Jericho while we were there. <laughs> she still has a list of Jericho? Oh, she's got the list of Jericho. <laughs> so, but she claims she's not a fan, but I'm like, whatever. Right. <laughs> right. No, sure. You know, so um, now, speaking and of my daughters. Not, both my daughters are wrestling fans. My youngest daughter is four, mm-hmm. and she's always like, can we watch the girls fight? Mm-hmm. Which is what my 14-year-old <laughs> used to say when she was that age. And it's like, <laughs> they, they love women's wrestling, which is mm-hmm. which is great. And um, But I need to take my oldest daughter to a show. She hasn't been. My son's been to a few with me, but mm-hmm. I think she'd like it. Yeah, uh, my daughter... She likes Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. So we took her her first Raw when Cody Rhodes came to Buffalo last year. Mm-hmm. And I, we recorded her, and Cody Rhodes retweeted the video and said he loved it. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. So I might have to go to Raw next month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Too. He only two. Yeah. I she, need to try to go to AEW sometime because I taught my four year old to do the whole, the whole Adam Cole baby thing. Yeah. It's she, does, she does it perfect. So I need to take her to a show. <laughs> This so is a total can, different. She can do it when he does it. Yeah. Any other wrestling show I've ever been to, mm-hmm. like AEW, it's like that indie feel, but it's still like mm-hmm. mainstream. So like, yeah. you just sit in there. I'm like, oh my god, like I'm the only one <laughs> just sitting there because there's like a lot of people that don't really watch wrestling at those shows. Yeah. Because it's in town, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing right. like Orange Cassidy for the first time. I was so mad. That's why I get mad at CM Punk on our podcast because I'm a big Kenny Omega fan. And Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks got suspended the day before they were supposed to come here. So I didn't oh, none of that. Oh, <laughs> hey, no. None of that. Well, I was like, CM Punk, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, AEW, it's, it's, it's good. Live, Penta, Ray Phoenix, the moves. Like, I was oh, like, Ray oh, Phoenix man. is amazing. Like, WWE has been trying for the last mm-hmm. decade to find the next Ray Mysterio. And it's like, <laughs> He's in AEW. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All the right. next Ray Mysterios is in AEW. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You get Viking going, man. He, he <laughs> yeah. That dude is woo. So, you know, talk about us, you know, us being fans, some of our family being fans. Mm-hmm. You still catch a lot of grief from people who aren't fans of wrestling. But this is actually how we started this series because I actually had there was somebody at my church that said you're a wrestling fan? You have a master's degree. Why are you a wrestling fan? I'm like, you know how many wrestlers have master's degrees? There's exactly. a lot of them. Tons <laughs> right. of them. Right. No, but do y'all was, still catch grief? That was a dumb excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. watch wrestling, how when you eat cheeseburgers? What? Mm-hmm. what? <laughs> <laughs> no sense. I get that all the time. Be like, you know wrestling fake. You know movies fake, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch it because I think it's real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watch it because it entertains me. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 I don't think I have got any. I get the occasional friends like you still watch it. I'm like, yeah, I still watch it. But I watch. I tell them I don't watch just WWE. I watch everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody I say that to is always just thinking of WWE. They mm-hmm. don't know what other wrestling is out there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They probably go to it and they right. had a big show match or something. Like, no, mm-hmm. there's a lot of wrestling right. out there. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of good wrestling out there. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Haven't you, Mike? People still give you grief? Uh, I'm not going to say grief. It's just um, a lot of people will come to me. Like, when they hear me talk about wrestling, they'll be like, uh, what's going on with it? Like, they'll ask me, like, what's the status of it? Like, what's, like, they'll ask me, does, like, Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart still wrestle? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, Bret Hart no longer still wrestles because of Goldberg. And Shawn yeah. Michaels no longer wrestles, and he's producing NXT. Mm-hmm. What's NXT? I've got I've yeah, gotten that before too. It's like what's yeah. NXT, and it's like, well, A-W. you're missing out. <laughs> and so then, and so then, when I tell them what NXT is, I'm like, it's a developmental brand, and they're like, oh, well, what what does WWE have to develop? And I'm like, then I have to go down and tell them mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. about it, and then they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, also, I watch New Japan, and they're like, well, what's that? I'm like, okay, here we go. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I have to. Then yeah. I have like, to explain sit, sit the whole... on down. It's going to be a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just so, like I have to tell them about Triple A because they're like, I, I remember, I remember, uh, I had this incident where I was telling somebody I'm watching Triple A, and they were like, "The tow truck company wrestles." I'm like, "No, it's a promotion. It's a wrestling promotion." Mexico, man. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so what is a match you would show that fan to prove them wrestling ain't what they think? I have a, a go-to match. Mine is always just show like this highlight clip of Ooh. Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Super manager, yeah. I, I was actually watching clips from that yesterday, mm-hmm. and it's like just you know, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, it's just a big mm. gym show," and it's like you say that because you can't do that. Do that. Right. Everybody that craps on it are the ones that can't do it, and it's like because those dudes were doing things that I'd never seen in wrestling before. And it was, I was just like mm-hmm. sitting there with my mouth open the whole time. Wow. I'm trying to think of a go to match now because I, I mean, I'm, there's some that I would always tell people to go watch, you know, like uh, Bret Hart and, and Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that happened so long ago now. I'm trying to think of something more current. Um, so the one that comes to mind for me is uh, MJF and Punk in the dog collar match. Mm, okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, mine's is a little throwback. <laughs> I'm a big mm. Survivor Series fan, so they both know um, the Authority versus Team Cena match. When Big Show mm. turned on and then yeah. show up, so you get a little bit of everything. You get wrestling, yeah. future, yeah. past, all in one. Dolph Ziggler, man, <laughs> Triple H about to lose his job. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler look great. Seth, yeah. <laughs> Big Show a turncoat like. So that's my go-to match to show people because you get it all in one. What, Big Show turned? Wow. Who would have thought yeah. that? <laughs> him, quickly, him, I, I don't And you know, Natalia is a, quickly approaching Big Show's record for how many face and heel turns because yeah. it's like whenever there's a whenever there's a heel champion, they'll turn her face just to give that 
champion and opponent. And it's like, mm. she's turned, she's been heel and face probably six times this year alone. Yeah. She'll give a good match. I mean, I mean, she'll give you a good match, but yeah. it's, it's like, just, just pick a side and stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. I say, it seems like a lot of the other women are all getting pregnant right now. So <laughs> yeah. You notice that everybody asked a few would get pregnant. Here's the thing that I need. I need uh, Andrade and Charlotte to get to work because they've just slid her right back into the title picture. Right in there. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's right. like, we're going to give Oscar this brand new women's title. And then Charlotte shows up and it's like, oh, I hadn't held that version. Let me have that. One. And it's <laughs> like, no, that? go home. I don't care. So I'm roll on my name for real. Sasha ain't come out when they reveal Romans. Like, huh? <laughs> I know. It's like, oh, I hadn't got that one either. Let me let me go on and pad yeah. my resume, son. <laughs> like like sixteen like sixteen women's titles since twenty six twenty fifteen is not enough. It's like let's just keep right. throwing our titles. That's uh, a lot. That's a lot. In a little bit of time. <laughs> yeah. It just it just devalues the title though. It's like Yeah, what like, oh, all she wanted Yeah, she's like, Oh, she won it sixteen times. Yeah. She lost it sixteen, 16 times, times too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we all say, you know, Bruno only held it twice, but a combined total of about around around ten years he was champion. Yeah. More than that, but yeah. But, yeah, uh, I mean, the, more than 10, because I knew it was right around 10. I think it was yeah. at least 12, because I know the first reign was about eight years. Then he lost it, got it back, and I think the second reign was at least four, maybe five. I can't Seven is some change, you know, long. yeah, but Just Bruno held it. Being champ for no, that. I don't want to <laughs> feel enslaved by wrestling. I wanna... <laughs> 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 10 years is a long time to be right, champ. Yeah. But he was getting paid, so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so what are your thoughts about today's product compared to when you first started watching wrestling? Hmm. I go first because <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan today. <laughs> when I first started watching it, it was more wacky. I would say more cartoon cartoonish kind of with the characters. Mm-hmm. Was the one that fell through the wall, like Shockmaster. <laughs> Shockmaster. Shockmaster. Yeah, like that. But like yes. today is more wrestling. So like today, I'm a big fan because of just like how many different wrestling styles there is. There's promotions with certain styles, and I'm a big fan of women's wrestling. So just to see mm-hmm. the evolution of women's wrestling, today, yes, yep. big fan. So I, I like where it's going today, and I like the point you bring up earlier with the competition for the, you know, the big promotion. <laughs> so it everybody's like stepping their game up so i'm a big fan of that yeah pretty much the same i like i'm a big fan of this kind of wrestling like he said back then with your max moons and your duke the dumpsters and your, Bastard, <laughs> not... and your isaac yankum yeah <laughs> yeah like uh may young had a hand oh yeah with Mark yeah no complexion or like it was just, <laughs> just entertaining it was just entertaining but back then even my favorite people besides like the rocks and stuff, but they actually could wrestle was like the SA Rios and the Funakis mm-hmm. and the people yeah. that actually the got in the ring and was in there doing something and not the just a character. Now it's like if you, it's like if you watch. Yeah. It's like, if you wanted to see wrestling, then you watched NWA slash WCW 
mm-hmm. ECW because they had excellent wrestling there too. Mm-hmm. People think it was all blood and guts, but it wasn't. There was mm-hmm. excellent pro wrestling there. You wanted your over the top entertainment stuff, then you watched WWF. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. In a lot of ways, Dwayne, I wanted to ask you this. In a lot of ways, would you consider ECW to be the catalyst in terms of bringing Lucha Libre to the mainstream commercial world of wrestling? Mm. Oh, absolutely. Because um, when Rey Mysterio and Psychosis had their feud in ECW, both of them, that was their first time performing in the States. Paul Heyman was the one who brought them in and gave them their first matches in the United States. And, oh, yeah, that's if it if it wasn't for ECW. Even WCW's cruiserweight division, when it was hot, would would, would not would not have gone as well as it did because of the Lucha Libre aspect. Yeah. And even and if they and if there's no WCW cruiserweight division, then the X division from mm-hmm. TNA has, does, has does, nothing does to not. draw its inspiration from. Right. Yep. Exactly. And, yep. and half of mm-hmm. the wrestlers at AEW have nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so, in a lot of ways, you can say ECW to some extent, okay, th- you can sit here and say it is the forefather to what is now known today as independent scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I think of ECW. There was yeah. like the independent scene, but they were trying to move like a mainstream promotion with independent yeah. money in mm-hmm. yep. yep. That that's it exactly. I like that. Yeah. Wow. That that's a great analogy actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I mean yeah. but, but hey a lot of people don't realize if there is if there was no ECW as you know Paul Heyman, you know, biz, like wrestling business wise, he was a genius. Financially Absolutely. he was not. Right. Mm-hmm. But if there was if there was never any ECW then rest then pro wrestling in 2023 looks totally different mm-hmm. probably still cartoonish and over the top mm-hmm. and stuff like that because the athleticism that is shown by these wrestlers now is what was shown in prime ecw mm-hmm. you were getting that you know you were getting your violence and all that but you were also getting two code scorpio eddie guerrero mm-hmm. chris benoit dean malenko you know Shane mm-hmm. Douglas. That's the only time I ever cared about Shane Douglas was when he was in ECW. Yeah. yeah, he was the franchise and he'd come out and he'd talk crap on the mic and then he'd get out there and give you a great match mm-hmm. because Paul Heyman didn't put any shackles on anybody. Mm-hmm. He's just like, go out there and do what I know you're capable of doing. Anybody that can make Bam Bam Bigelow look like second fiddle is great. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You know what? W- it also revitalized Bam Bam's career in ECW. Yes. Yeah. Because WWE was doing nothing with him. He goes to ECW and it's like he's a monster, which is how they should have booked him to begin mm-hmm. with in WWE. Mm-hmm. He was the world champion in ECW. He's the TV mm-hmm. champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the triple threat when it was uh, Bam Bam. Yeah, because it was a triple threat. It was Bam Bam, Chris Candino, and the franchise. Franchise, yeah, yeah. Because it caused because it caused friction with him and franchise when yeah. he beat Sabu for the world title. Mm-hmm. The world title, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was the Batista. <laughs> yeah, yep. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. ECW was now ring of honor because that's that's what's changing the game to the wrestlers we have today. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
But MLW is kind of getting to that main stage. Uh, yeah, they are. Jacob Fatu is yeah, fantastic. A He's a star. Jacob Fatu yeah. is a star. Alexander Hammerstone is Ham- a star. Mm-hmm. Um, Hammer- a Hammerstone, star. If, if Brock Lesnar and Shane Douglas had a kid, it would be Hammerstone. He looks like a perfect blend um, of the two of them. Yeah. Um. Uh, another promotion I that I was... Here's the crazy part. A promotion that I feel as if is going up and it's a promotion people need to take a look at and really focus on is House of Glory. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. House of Glory. Especially their, um, especially their tag division. Their tag division yes. is stellar. Yes, we need tag team wrestling yes. to come back. Mm-hmm. Like yes. House of Glory, like Joella, <laughs> when you think about it, House of Glory like when you think about the independent promotions, House of Glory probably has one of the top five, top four, maybe top three tag team divisions. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Right now, I think um, I still think AEW has got the best tag division yeah. just because they actually yeah. they actually put they, the they have teams. They focus. don't have they don't have two individuals. Yeah, they have they actual have teams, teams, not just two guys thrown together. And they put an effort into their tag division. Yeah. They're not just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we've got these tag titles. We don't really care about them. But mm-hmm. here, we'll put you on TV for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I agree about House of Glory. Yeah, they, their tag team division. Yeah, I'd say they're top three, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And AEW have top guys that want the tag votes, not mm-hmm. just yeah. getting tired or yeah. just putting them Yes. Two. They got top guys wanting to go. Right. Yeah, I mean – you had Kenny Omega and Hangman Page as tag champions, and it worked mm-hmm. because, like you said, it was two top guys, but they won the tag titles and then gelled as a team and yeah. were an excellent tag team. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, Keith Lee and Swerve were an excellent tag team. Mm-hmm. Yep. They were. Yeah. I hated that they broke up as, so quick because I, I like them. You, you, I, I, I think tag team wrestling should – be it should go back to that like because I'm 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 very big on tag team wrestling like I mm-hmm. remember back in the day you had the British Bulldogs the Hart Foundation mm-hmm. the Dream Team and I'm yep. talking about the original Dream Team I'm not talking about yeah. Dino and Greg DeHammer no I'm talking about when it was Brutus <laughs> and Greg and, yep. and Greg, when it was yeah. dumb too yep. yeah yeah we and, talked you know, about had, that the other day <laughs> and, and, yep. Johnny, and, and I remember they had Johnny V as their manager yep mm-hmm. um, did. so them the KM connection Strike Force, yeah. like those were tag teams. You even the had tag bees. teams. With, yes, the Killer Bees, uh, B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Bronzel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, like the Road Warriors, clearly. Yeah. Um, yep. I even liked the various tag teams of the Varsity Club. Yep. Oh, I love the Varsity Club. Oh, I thought like, that was a strong, strong stable. I'm Doctor Death Dan and Mike Rotunda. Dan Spivey was underrated. Dan Spivey yes. was underrated. Hmm, okay. Dan Spivey's problem was it was never his in ring stuff. It was just Holy he was he always, always looking for the next offer, and so yeah. as soon as he got a better offer somewhere else, he'd just leave whoever he was working he for leave. high and dry. Yeah, it seemed like once he started getting that momentum and mm-hmm. the crowd, and like once he started reaching that next level. Next thing you know, Dan Spivey wasn't on the same TV channel no more. He was no, already yeah. gone to a different promotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did you Somebody ever wrote see... him a bigger check, and he's like, okay. Well, did you ever see the American Starship, which was Dan Spivey and Scott Hall when they were um, yeah, yeah, Coyote? Yeah. 
Mm. Scott all had that glorious yeah. mustache. He really that, did. That yeah. mustache, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, Vince always has had this idea that only singles wrestlers make stars. Mm. But all of the big, most, I'd say about half of the biggest stars he's ever had came out of tag team. Tag out of team, a team. Yep. 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 Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, British Bulldog, a lot of the top yep. stars. I mean, Edge. Um, him and Christian were seven-time yes. tag champions. Yep. You know, a, a lot of the the stars when he was pushing Jeff Hardy. Yep. Jeff Hardy. You know, it's like Roman, Roman and Seth. They were a tag Roman team. Roman and Seth. The they yeah. Were, yeah. And it's like Everybody you can get you think of pretty much. I say you can um, be a big oh, star and come out yeah. of a tag. You can be successful in a tag mm-hmm. team and still end up being a big single star. Exactly. Exactly. I always say uh, WWE. Sure. They. They took they tag team wrestling took a backseat to the women's wrestling. So they was like, all right, mm-hmm. y'all want women's wrestling, no more tag teams. So yeah, like, it's like it's like you know you can do both yeah. and yeah, produce like, both exactly. at a high level. Yeah, it's terrible now. Like 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 I think one of my partners was just telling me like they're over Sammy and KO already. I'm like, have they even defended the belts? I'm like, oh, only one time yet. Yeah, <laughs> like, they already, defended but... them once against the Usos. They've done a oh, bunch twice. of six-man tags with Matt Riddle, which I care nothing about. <laughs> um, right. They defended like, it twice, and that was it. Yeah, and that's all. And it's like, I like mm-hmm. both of them, but mm-hmm. it may get a little bit better because they're about to start in feuding with Imperium. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that, that's a good team. So that, that should give us some good matches. But it's like... Mm-hmm. You got undisputed tag champions with no teams to defend against. Right, right. I'd and rather I'm, be the tag team first. Right, and um, yeah. you know what? To your point, you know, Dwayne, you, you, I give you credit. But <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> go, 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 go ahead. Man. No, no, I was gonna say to his point about the two single stars coming from a tag team. We've seen it now with the Street Profit. Everybody want Montez Ford to be yeah. the next, next. But I'm like, we need to get this tag team division back. So don't break it up just yet because it's not his time yet. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. A lot of these factions they need to start using as tag teams instead of just having a group of people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a group of people not doing anything. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You see, they're talking about adding Dragunov after SummerSlam to Imperium. I would love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Right. You know what, though, and I, I give you a credit because, like, when you think about tag teams and there's always a super, there's always a single star that comes out. Well, mm-hmm. most of the time it's a single star. Like, when you think back, but like you said, Bret Hart was the star from the Hart Foundation. Uh, Davy Boy was the star from the British Bulldogs, right? And then when you think of like the KM connection, right? Rick Martell was the one that became a star as the model Rick Martell. And Tom <laughs> yeah. Zink went on to become Z Man in WCW. Yeah. Right? I mean, because Rick Martell then, at that point, he was already a former AWA world champion. Before right. Him. Right, he was he was really the star of that team, no doubt. But but then you put him and Tito together, though, which one? The strike force, and I was getting ready, and, and, that, oh, and I was man. getting ready to lead into there. I, I give you your credit on that, Steve, because I was getting ready to lead into that. Like strike force yeah. actually was a tag team where they both had moderate to successful solo careers. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah, that was man. That was a great team too. <laughs> it was, and then they uh, lost the tag titles to Demolition. Remember. Mm-hmm. They lost to Demolition. Then Demolition lost it to the uh, Colossal Connection, Andre and Haku. Yep. Yeah. That'd be a team, like, for real, you know, like, in real life, I wouldn't want to have to fight both of them in real life. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Andre said he was scared of two people in, in, you know, in the world, Harley Race and Haku. That was the only two yeah. people he was afraid of. 
Right. As soon as I heard Haku rip something off, it don't even matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It's like now so you mentioned harley race are you familiar with the story of harley race setting a wwf ring on fire um i have heard that (laughs) yeah i've heard that yeah (laughs) yeah they uh and that was the same event where he uh pulled a weapon out on hogan Hogan, yeah yeah Because I was telling my uh, co-host about it, and they was like, wait a minute, he did what? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, St. Louis, Missouri was Harley Race land. That was Harley mm-hmm. Race country. Yeah. And he set the ring on fire. Yep, mm-hmm. because WWF was, they were taking over that territory, and so he uh-huh. pulled the gun on Hogan, but then he's like, just playing, and ended up, you know, but he let him know, look, I'm still Harley Race. I'll come <laughs> yeah. join, yeah. you know, because I still need to get paid. You know, I've, I've still got a family to feed. Right. Know, but I'm not going to do any any kind of stupid things. And then he came in, WWF, and I remember that. For the very first match I saw him in, first of all, I noticed he was – that's when I figured he was left-handed because he was doing everything with the left hand. He was punching people with the left hand. But his finishing move was actually a slingshot suplex, which on those ropes, like Buff Bagwell told us, Waylon, he said, he used real ropes like, bang. Yeah. I only saw him use it once. After that, he was doing the fisherman suplex, which, of course, Kurt Hennig used later on called mm-hmm. the perfect flex. Mm-hmm. You know, they had him right. the king and all that, and you know, um, but yeah, still not somebody. I, I don't, I don't think I'd want to mess with Harley Race because you just hear stories no. about him. <laughs> he beat Polio. Beat a guy up sitting in his wheelchair. Um, he might have. I think <laughs> he I might have somewhere. He he beat a guy up while he was in his wheelchair, and that guy had legs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, he he beat Polio. Seriously, who yeah. beats Polio? You know, or probably literally stuff. beat it. Like, <laughs> 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 hey, I have a question. Hey, I go ahead. So, if Money in the Bank existed during the Golden Era and during the Attitude Era, three champ, three people that would have won it from both eras. The Golden Era, Hogan. They would have had Hogan winning it, no matter. No, definitely, like, yeah, definitely. They had him winning Royal Rumbles for no reason. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Attitude Era. Mm, I mean, it'd probably be Stone Cold or HBK. Um, HBK would have made itself on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and you said name three? Yeah. Uh, hmm, let me see. So Golden Era, Attitude Era, and there were just those two. Yep, just three from those two eras. All right, so three and three or just three periods? Yeah, three, three and three. Oh, wow, three and three. So mm-hmm. Golden Era, Hogan, Savage. Um, Savage would, of course, you know, he would have cashed in, or Hogan would have cashed in on, on Savage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, or whoever was champion. Out, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, in a way, we kind of had a cash in. When at WrestleMania nine, when he slid in and with the Yokozuna, with Yokozuna, <laughs> when he kind of, you know, it, that was we'll call that a precursor to Money in the Bank because he I just feel like the Million Dollar Man would have bought the briefcase. Yeah, boom, there absolutely. Yep, he would have um, brought the briefcase and then put the Million Dollar Championship in it and uh-huh. then carried it around. <laughs> it would have been, yeah. You know what, Andre, because he was so tall, every time somebody got on the ladder, he just knock mm-hmm. him off, and he just reached up yeah. and grabbed it. You know, mm-hmm. I know I have briefcase and <laughs> yeah, 
I can see Rick like Rude doing it and then spray painting it on his tights. I can really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just have, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Oh, and Attitude Era, Stone Cold Shawn Michaels, and um, I'm trying to throw a wild card in there because every once in a while they do that. Um, you know, it had to be Triple H because oh yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they swapped, yeah. you know, they was like the same ones over and over again, but Triple H would definitely have to get it. What about you, Dwayne? Yeah. Uh, Attitude there, I agree. Triple H. I'll go with Triple H, Sean, and Austin. And then mm-hmm. Golden Era. It'd have to be Hogan because they're going to book Hogan to win anything. So, no what? <laughs> you know, yeah, no matter what. Um, even if it's going to lose money, they're still going to book yes, Hogan. They're going to win. Cena won it. Um, yeah. Um, Hogan Savage. I'm going with Mr. Perfect. I yeah, think he would have been an excellent yep. winner yep. of Money in the Bank. Yep, yep. That's that's a, that's a good one. I say Hogan, Mr. Perfect, Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. That would have been the best time to give it to him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Attitude, The Rock, possibly Triple H. And my wild card is Billy Gunn. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, who's every bit as big as Hulk Hogan, you know, size wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's a Billy, Billy Gunn. I, I saw him at a fan fest from that. He, he's a big dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, uh, Dwaylon, you have any more questions? No, uh, guys, it have been, it's been amazing talking to y'all. <laughs> I hope we can get on y'all show soon and yeah have some more it's it's always nice to talk to you know people that know that history yeah. of wrestling that guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm the one i'm yeah. the one <laughs> he watched uh, knowledge me just caught yeah. <laughs> uh, i mean i just hope that we can be as good as a guest on your show as what you've done on our show uh, really it's absolutely oh, it's been great Hey, we so, appreciate you having us on. I listen right. to you guys all the time. So. He talks to yeah, us so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah and, I, and I can tell too because you know I'll go look at the stats of where we're being downloaded from. Like, oh, New York, oh Buffalo, oh I know who that is. Yep. As well. So, do y'all have any last words to pass on to anybody? Uh, I got one thing. Um, so we're going to Buffalo Comic Con. At the end of this month, so we oh, might get a awesome. chance to meet Sting. Who else was there, Demir? It's going to be Sergeant Slaughter, Sting. Yeah, Sting, Sergeant Slaughter. So they got a they got a good amount of people that's going to be there. Okay. Yep. Rest yeah. in peace, the Iron Sheet. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I see what I got for us. Um, yep. Yeah, like, just check us out on Twitter. Yeah, check yeah. us out uh, on Twitter. And then, as far as for our podcast, yeah, we own everything: Spotify, Apple, Google, mm-hmm. all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you want history lessons? That's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one. He's the one. I'm the one. <laughs> I give him on him all the time. About you know what? About you know what I have to do now? I might have to come up with some with some questions. And I'm gonna <laughs> have y'all on here, and we're gonna have a contest. <laughs> I know fun facts, but history. <laughs> <is crazy. Yes. laughs> I mean, because I can pull out some history, but not like Dwayla. So, <laughs> I always give him the nod, but now Dwayla looks like you might have some competition. I know. I got <laughs> challenge, 
I got a challenge to the throne. I got a <laughs> challenge accepted. There I always we go. like competition. I always learn something new. So mm-hmm. let's go. <laughs> yeah. But see, I'm like worse than Vince when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm worse than Vince. He Vince. We like, like I'm gonna like I'm gonna show like I'm gonna show up on y'all podcast like it was me all along. <laughs> it was me all along. <laughs> <laughs> so if nobody has no. anything else um you go ahead mike sounds like you do have something else i heard i heard the um i was there, gonna say so. no i was gonna say that uh you know it was definitely uh a good this is definitely good um so the only shout outs i really have to give out is you know to wrestling with the truth because i listen to them yeah and they're good they're good yeah. oh yeah dwo and dwo and it's just good that you know because you know you've the the wrestling podcast community, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's negativity everywhere, like in every type of genre. But I'm glad that the pro wrestling podcast community, I'm glad that the positivity outweighs the negativity. Yeah. And you have different platforms such as Finisher Wrestling and Armchair and Booking that can come together to be able to create this episode. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. yep. This is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> right. that, that was one of our goals. Was you know we always want to remain as positive as what we can. Mm-hmm. You know yep. because people like positive more than they like negative. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I've Absolutely. told Steve before. I'm I'm one of those people that I'm like. There's enough wrestling for everybody. There's mm-hmm. enough. Right. You know. There's enough. Everybody can eat. Right. You know, they, yes. <laughs> Right. right. Used to fight, to fight for the scraps of wrestling, but it's so much now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 I bet it's, it's, a good, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, great time. Absolutely. So, so, my friends, and I will say you, my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. So, absolutely. If we uh, ever so, in the area, we'll see us. <laughs> I, say, I, may yeah. be, I may be a little closer than, than Dwaylon, um, you know, but Dwaylon, see, one of these days, Dwaylon's going to come up and he's going to stay at, at my house. Because mm-hmm. we're going to catch some NWF shows. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we'll make our way up because I think Buffalo is five or six hours away from you know where I'm at. Because I'm oh, like that's not far then. Not at yeah. all. So, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm about all. I'm about thirty miles um, east of Cincinnati. So okay. Um, right. And I know Cleveland's really Cleveland and Buffalo aren't that far apart from each other. Mm, you know, not so, at all. We got family in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. So. so there you go. So. And Cleveland, uh, I guess it's only—I've never actually been to Cleveland, but I guess it's only like four hours away from here. So, yeah, same uh, so, us. Yeah. I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year. It's actually great. <laughs> oh, so I, see, in Dwayland, we need to go do that. Uh, uh, we're, we're both big yes, guys. I need so to we, do need, that. we need to go do that. So, but until we can talk again, my friends, I just say good night and God bless. God bless. Take care, man. Thanks.